interesting conversation. I think all our conversations are interesting, but I really like this one. There was a research study that came out about a month ago. Now she's reading research studies. Oh my God. We always read research <laughs> Okay. That surveyed 220 people in 33 countries wow. asking them, how much money do you need to live your ideal life? Mm. And the findings are really exciting in my opinion. When you think about that question, it's like you just your your mind starts to go wild. Like, what's my ideal life? Like, oh, yeah. I need all the money. You don't even think. You just say all of it. How much money I need all of it? $30 million. Literally, right? You just start throwing numbers out there. But this question really tasks people to think about what their ideal life is, how much it costs, mm-hmm. and like how much money will you actually need to pull this off? Yeah, and how much ice cream can you purchase? First of all, time? the ice cream was free for me. <laughs> So that's not even an expense. There's that. She buys the $5,000 ticket that comes with free ice cream. <laughs> but go on. It definitely made the ticket price worth it. Yeah, okay. That's a fact. Um, but I wonder if people think about this. So this is the way that they pose the question, right? Because that's a loaded question and people could easily get overwhelmed. So this is how they asked the question. If you were to win the lottery, okay. how much would you need to win to live your ideal life, right? And your options were ranging anywhere from $10,000 to $100 billion. Dang, $100 billion? It was multiple choice. So you got to pick one. You didn't even have to throw in, like you threw out $30 million. No, that's not, like it gave you specific okay. options. Okay. Right? When okay. you think about that question, what does that make you think about? Like how much would I select? $30 million. I'm good. <sighs> right, okay, perfect. And I think other people do the same thing. They have a number. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we speak to prospects. They hit us with a number. I need this much money. I yeah. want this much money. And we always respond with the why? question, why? Yeah, why do you need that? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Right? What's the why? I'll be good on 30000 Forget it. Yeah, you're a liar. <laughs> you are lying on that. Are you going to give it to me right now? It don't matter. It's not I'm gonna, gone. You're gone. You, <laughs> you are gone. You to will not see me again. TJ Maxx in the grocery store and that's it. <laughs> Okay, that's that's pretty much it. But this is the first thing that has to happen in order for you to answer that question. You have to think about what is my ideal life? Mm, what does fair. that even mean? Like, is that what vacations I take? What hobbies I pursue? What what would I do for a living? Would I do anything? What foods would I eat? How much pineapple, vegan, soft serve ice cream can I consume at one time? What type of clothes you'd wear? Like, what is your ideal life? Is it very close to what you're currently doing? Is it centered around your family? Is it centered around purchases that you want to make, places that you want to go, experiences? Mm-hmm. What actually does your ideal life look like? Before you can even really answer this question, right? Because for a lot of people, and we're going to talk about the findings, but for a lot of people, they were really surprised with the answer that they came up with. So first, before you can figure out your number, you've got to figure out, first things first, does your ideal life mean you want to, be rich or you just want to live comfortably mm. for some people it's like i just want to be comfortable i'm trying to mind yeah. my business yeah, it's two different things and live comfortably for some people that's their ideal life there are other people who are like i want all the things i need to be i need to be jeff bezos 
on Mars doing my thing. But for a lot of people, they just want the option to be able to do stuff. Exactly. If they want to. Exactly. I might not do it. I want the chance to do it. Exactly. That's a really great point, right? I define wealth for me as the ability to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. To whomever I want to do it. Now, I don't, listen, not to anybody, (laughs) okay? Because y'all not doing it back to me. So we're going to keep that right there, right? Yeah. How much money does that eat? Like, does that mean you need this money sitting in the bank immediately? Does that mean you need enough to be invested so that you can pull it out later? Yeah, where's the income that comes in on the first of the month? Come on. All right. So most people, when you ask this question, they just throw out these random answers. I just want to be rich. I want to be the man, right? Or they throw out these random numbers or these sketchy daydreams. You know, I have always wanted to open a car wash on Saturn. Like, just random, yeah. unnecessary things. And I will also say that a lot of folks underestimate what yeah. they need to be comfortable. Like, we we always ask people when we're doing our, our calls with folks who want to talk to us, like, what does it really cost you to live, like, comfortably? Like oh, my God. Oh, y'all love saying $3,000. Y'all love to lowball it. $3,000. And then when we do the financial but plan based in... on three k, they they're like, I can't live on that. Like, right. oh, we asked you. $3,000, you live in L.A. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're, we always ask, does that include food? What about right. going out to eat every now and then? A movie from time to time. Right. Jazz fest. Clothes. Ice cream. Vegan. It's free. Soft serve. The vegan pineapple. ice cream is free. Yeah, not really. But either way, people often also lowball, especially, I don't know if this is in, in the black community, but- It, it is, because we're ashamed. We're ashamed of our number. Is that number. what it is? We're ashamed of our number, because we think people are judging us on our number. That's what it is. It's not that we're ashamed. We think people are judging us by our number, and we think people are judging us because you're judging other people. Wow. That's so, deep. right, because even when we ask this question, it is like the most bare bones living experience. Like, please don't call or hire a financial advisor if your goal is to live the most bare bones living experience. Mm-hmm. You Again, you haven't included food and oil change. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, God forbid you need a washcloth. Like, none of these things. So I already got a washcloth. <laughs> Right. That's, I've been using since It should last me at least another three years. <laughs> like that's, if that's the way you're living, yeah. you don't need a financial advisor. Yeah, you want to live a life that has some amount of abundance. Some, yeah, so think about of... right now where you are, how much does it cost you to live the life you want to live? Mm-hmm. And you may already be living it. So what's that number? 30 million, but yeah. What, it doesn't what is, cost you no, it 30 doesn't. million. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I would like to have it though. Yeah. I My father believes in playing the lottery religiously. Mm. Okay. It's the picket. It's not called the lottery. I don't even know if he knows what the lottery means, but the picket, he plays the picket. Yeah. You know what's crazy about the lottery? It really is a tax. People don't want to hear that though. It's a tax. It's, people don't want to hear that. It's an optional tax that people decide to pay. Mm-hmm. Nobody's trying to hear that. If yeah. we told you that- it's, it's almost like a tax on, I'm not going to say the poor, but the lower economic spectrum, because you don't see 100%. super wealthy folks buying lottery tickets. If we told you that the government was going to increase your taxes and then they were going to give all of the increase to one person, you, there, you would lose your damn mind. Yeah. But you I, voluntarily do it because they give you slips of paper. Mm-hmm. And you might you might luck up and be that person. But that's what the lottery is. It, it is actually a tax. I'm not going to tell my father that. It's the picket. Right. Yeah. And he always says, if I hit the picket, we all going to be straight. And yeah. I always respond. I don't really need that much money, mm-hmm. right? For my own reasons, my personal reasons. Like he's like, if we win a hundred million, I'm gonna give you know you twenty million. I don't want twenty million. I don't want twenty million because, and this is the the other thing that we often think about when we think about this this number. There's taxes 
right? Like you still have to pay taxes because we talked about winning the lottery. You pay tax on the lottery. The tax that you've won gets taxed. Okay. So you won't get your money, but the government's going to get their money back. But I always say my ideal number is probably like 7 million. So you could stop working next year. I don't want to stop working. And that's why this is my number. Like $7 million tax, then you take the taxes out, is enough for me to reinvest in a way that it'll make enough income to give me what I want in addition to the ventures I'm already in. I'm not about to stop working. My ideal life does not look like me not working. Yeah, so $7 million at 5%, that's three fifty a year. That's like almost 30000 a month. That's On top of, again, I'm and going to continue to work. And you got your I'm principal. I'm going to still bring All in right. income. Yeah. I'm still going to own businesses, right? So that's what my number looks like. But let's hear about some other people's numbers. Okay. All right. First things first, you threw out $30 million. Yeah. I'm sticking with that, You're too. sticking 30 That's All your right, number. All right, fine. I'll take $30,000 if million. you can get it to me by the end of the oh week. Oh, my God. $30 million and you're sticking with it. So 86% of the people in most of the country said $10 million or less. Mm. Their option was anywhere from $10,000 to $100 billion. They said, ah, $10 million or less. Yeah, you can live good with $10 million or less. Okay. I'd rather the $10 million than the or less, but yeah, you can live pretty good yeah, like a that. A very small number actually chose the $100 billion right now. What I think we all should expect, United States definitely topped out on the people <laughs> yeah. who wanted $100 billion. 8% of people, 8% of the responders in China said, I'll take the $100 billion. 39% of people in the United States wanted $100 billion. Why not? If it's an option, why not? Because... It's not necessary. No, they it's to it live back. your ideal no, they life. Want, they want to give back in the hood. And I'm going to just why. be honest. I'm just going to be honest right now. And okay. I'm speaking to my people and not my I'm people. I'm sorry. Who are your people? Black people. Oh, my gosh. Matter of fact, black yeah. women. I'm not even talking to black men. That's your, that's your We've people. We've got so many more listeners. That's what I'm saying. Too. I said I'm talking to my people and not my people. All of the, all of the listeners. Okay. Right? Thank you. Be inclusive. I'm very inclusive. This show is for everybody. Diversity matters. 100%. You wouldn't even know what to do with a hundred billion dollars. You don't have, and this is You'd not a this is out. not a dig. Exactly, <laughs> this is not a dig. You'd be so paranoid. <laughs> you would not answer the phone ever again. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go nowhere Lose because you're afraid your you're going to get robbed. Yeah. You're afraid somebody's going to ask you for some money. Mm. And you, and again, this is not a dig. You don't even have the palate or interest that would spend anywhere near a hundred billion dollars. Right now, you may be thinking, I want to leave it for my family. Right? I, want to, I want to leave a legacy. And I hear you, a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, you'd be one of the wealthiest people on the planet. Real quick, Alan, you have an unlimited amount in your bank account. What's the first thing you're going to go buy? First thing. Buy? Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you're going to go buy? Mm, cars. From my brother. Okay. My brothers okay. and my parents. All right. And a dishwasher, too. Here we go. For someone. There we go. We we might have if you're buying the most expensive vehicle, right? And I know you're not. I know I know your relationship with your brothers, and you're not about to go buy them. I'm buying my three year old gently used. There we go. Really nice. There we vehicle. go. Okay, we just made it to a hundred thousand, <laughs> including a dishwasher. We just made it to a hundred thousand. This is nothing. Every dollar you could ever want in your bank account, you just spent a hundred thousand dollars. All right, one twenty. There we go. Michael knew. There, just. <laughs> You know, put some rims on it. Yeah. Right? $100 billion. So 39% of American responders wanted $100 billion. But here's the thing about large numbers. Like, it's really difficult for folks to comprehend some of these large numbers. Word. Meaning, like, we've not been around it. And so we assume what 
the numbers are and what it would feel like and mm-hmm. what it buys. But, you know, for a lot of folks, a million dollars would feel like a hundred million dollars. Exactly. Because you don't have a context of, of having that 100%. Amount. Right. And so, again, only in the, the United States had the largest majority of responders who wanted a hundred billion dollars. Most people wanted $10 million or less. Some countries, specifically India and Russia, they chose a million dollars or less. They'd be good out there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another thing that was noticed is that younger people wanted the bigger payouts. Of course. Yeah. Lazy. Not lazy. First of all, calm down because I consider myself in the younger people group. Really? Here's my rationale. Here's my rationale. I think the younger people wanted the bigger payouts because we've lived through too much. We've lived through a pandemic. We've lived through a recession, a housing crisis. We just feel like at this point, we just need some money on the back burner in case, excuse my friend, just shit just continues to go left. We've got viruses. I'm sorry. Older people haven't lived through the same exact things plus more? Your generation. We really have plus more. First of all, back in your day, college used to be $750 a semester. Yo, Joe is my generation were waiting on gas lines. Okay. They might have been in the Y'all, car seat. We have seen no seat way belt. too much and we are concerned. We need money in the reserves. All right, but first of all, I grew up there was no seatbelts when I grew up. That's what I'm saying. Like people would put their arm like around your chest Heard. when they were going about Y'all were living in an edge. accident. We need some conversation. Now, too. We can't even drive without insurance. We need yeah. back cameras, reverse cameras, all types of new things, we new airbags. To, we used to ride in the back of pickup trucks yeah. on a regular basis with 10 people. Outside of the 39% of Americans who needed 100 billion, the rest of the majority said they needed 100 million. Yeah. 100 million. It's a good number. Is it? 100 million is legit. Okay. You're straight off 100 million. You are straight or not. And we're going to talk about exactly what that means when we get back from break. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisors Show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of the North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this, featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to thenorthstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out. We are back. Yes. You won a lottery. During that break, you won a lottery. And you got to pick your amount of money to live your ideal life. This is really timely because we just had this big mega billions. Word. Or mad people Somebody in like Illinois, right? Yeah. Somebody in Illinois. So somebody in Illinois won. I know the prize was like over $100 million, right? I think it was over a billion. It was billion. over a billion. Yeah, yeah. Like 1. So 2. somebody in Illinois won. The winning number was over a billion dollars. And it had my lucky number in it, but go on. Sure. And they walked away with $456 million. Mm, that's a lot of tax That's and fees, a lot of tax penalties. and fees. Yeah. They did a, a time value of money calculation <laughs> on them. $1.2 billion or something like that ended up with $456 million. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to be fine. And I'm sure that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But. I would take the lump sum too. I would take the lump sum too because I don't know how long I'm going to live. But I'm sure, because this is just how people do, Mm -hmm. he was calculating. He started spending based on the $1.2 billion, right? Like he started 
like racking up purchases, how much he was going to give to everybody, <laughs> which house he was going to buy, which which yacht he was going to buy. My first billion right. on this. Exactly. Yeah. Then ended up with four. I'm sure he put down payments on stuff. Why's well, it got to be a him? It's probably a woman. And I hope it was. Yeah. I hope it was. I can tell you if I had an unlimited amount of money in the bank, the first major purchase I would buy. Okay. A house. A yacht. Oh, my gosh. How about yeah? There are people starving. What does that have to do with me? What does that have to do with your brother's vehicles? No, I... You we said, haven't even gotten to that you point. You said I had to buy something. Yes, I would buy a yacht. Yeah, I would first you eradicate didn't say that. poverty. That's not what you said. Okay. That's not what you said. Okay, that's not what you said. So, we've talked about, like, all right, what the research finds, right? But we got to figure out, like, how do we actually live this life? How do we, let's get back to the ideal life. The original question is how much do you need to live your ideal life? Not, not how much do you need to wall out? How much do you need to run amok, but to live your ideal life. And so let's focus on your ideal life. Okay. Okay. So when people are asked about their financial dreams, right? Like in concrete terms, they start to think about their desires, right? And they start to just wall out and just think about these crazy things they need to do, but they don't really hone in on what their ideal life looks like. So for you, Alan, the first thing that came to mind was helping your brothers, yeah. right? By buying them a car. What other ways could you help them without buying a car? They would share the car. Damn. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> really? 30 million, you're going to make them share the car? I'm just joking. Jeez. No, what else could I do for them? To help. Because the ultimate goal of what I hear is that you want to do something nice. Yeah. For your brothers. What does something else you could do that doesn't entail buying them a car? Like that requires money or no? I don't know. It doesn't have, whatever. Whatever you think is valuable. Yeah. I don't know. I would probably want to spend, have, give them a chance to spend some good time outside of work vacationing. I don't know if I'll get them a vacation home. Maybe I'll get them a nice Airbnb somewhere. Yeah, maybe you go on a family vacation. <laughs> Three nights. That includes everybody. Three nights. <laughs> Lord. Lord. Yeah, probably like a nice vacation. Yeah. Probably, probably help them get a down payment on a vacation home somewhere. Okay. Sounds, sounds nice. FHA though, 3%. Oh my God. Okay. Either way, you got to come up with your concrete financial goals. Mm. You really have to know, you've got to think about your numbers. And I know we were joking earlier, but that starts with understanding how much money you spend now on a monthly basis. Like what are your current expenses? That's the first thing that you have to do to figure out how much you need to live your ideal life. Because while this question that's asked is very theoretical, we are not thinking about this theoretically. Like our goal is to get you to living to your ideal life. So we're taking the theory out of it and we're going to get very practical. How much does it cost for you to live right now? Every month, I'm not asking you, Alan, but I'm saying for our listeners, that's the first step mm -hmm. to figuring out how to live your ideal life. Then figure out what you feel like your ideal life is missing. Mm. Right? Is it a is it a bigger house? Mm. Is it is it vacation? Mm. Right? For some people, is it there's certain things you want to be wearing that you haven't been able to wear? Whatever it is. Like just outline the things and don't be ashamed. Outline the things that I mean, you feel like your current life is missing. And maybe it's something for your children. Maybe it's Literally. A, a different school. I want to be able to pay for college. Maybe it's a summer program. Yeah. You know, study abroad, perhaps. Look I don't at know. That. Yeah, we, we have a client Exchange program. who literally just moved to Paris for the year because yeah. she wanted, her and her husband wanted their children to have a immersed experience in another culture. Yeah, did they ask their financial advisor if yeah, this was shit. feasible? First of all, <laughs> and, she knew us. she had it. Okay? <laughs> One thing about this client is she got it. 
right? So that's okay. She doesn't need to ask us. She's got it. And I will also say she has multiple financial advisors. She does. Right? So I'm sure she didn't ask us. We, we don't recommend that. Um, <laughs> we actually do <laughs> no, recommend that. No, we do that. not. Um, she's Maybe multiple a tax advisor. financial advisors. And so I'm sure she probably talked to one of them about how to make this happen. It's not your financial advisor's job to tell you what you can and cannot do. It is your job to help you strategize on how you can do the things that you want to do. So I'm sure she talked to somebody about how do we strategically pay for this? But either way, what what are the things that you feel like are missing? Mm-hmm. What about for you? What, what's missing? Is there anything missing right now? Uh, yeah, I just said that oh a minute God. ago. That's not missing. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about my ideal life, right? Yeah. So I actually don't want to own a yacht. I have thought this through. I do not want to own a yacht. I do want access to a yacht. There's fractional ownership of yachts mm-hmm. that I've looked at. Um, I do want another property, another primary residence. So not a vacation home. I want two primary residences in two different places because I spend most of my time in these two places. On the same street, though. Oh, my God. In different states. Okay. So I would like to purchase another home that encompasses all the things that I want from a home. And I would like fractional ownership of a yacht. um, And you would pick a yacht over fractional private flying, for example? I, I wasn't done. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I don't really have an issue flying commercial but sometimes flights aren't available for when i want to go so i would also want to be i would pay into one of these um private jet membership companies i don't want to own the jet i know what that costs they're all all contacting us right now by the way you've seen the (laughs) i have the answer is no i haven't won this lottery i'm like how did i get on this list i must be doing well they knew you knew me that's how that is that what it is um but those are the things that i would want talking about an ideal life you know i do live a really ideal life now. So I know how much it costs for me to live now. Mm -hmm. I do know how much these other things cost. So I have a number in mind, but you actually have to think these things through and you have to allow yourself to dream liberally before you can know what it takes for you to live your ideal life. Because I think the thing that we're going to get to by the end of this episode is that it's not too far off for you to get there. You don't have to be Jeff Bezos. You don't have to win the lottery to get there. Mm Mm-hmm. But you got to know what it is. Yeah, and I think it, it, this also goes for your retirement life. Like, mm. you know, like when you retire, is the current income you're making, is that sufficient? Or right. are you going to need something more? Right. No one ever thinks something more. People because, only think, oh, I'll live on less. Yeah, because the I other retire. thing that you have to think about when you're mapping out your ideal life, you've got to figure out what your immediate and long-term financial future looks like. Yeah. Are you never going to make another dollar if you come into a bunch of money right now? For a lot of people, the answer is no, that's just boring. Like they want to operate in their purpose. They do see fulfillment in being able to make money off of their purpose. So like what's your immediate and future financial situation look like? Because that plays into this number. As Alan mentioned, that plays into retirement. How long are you going to keep working? Yeah. Nobody said you have to keep doing the same thing, but you decide to pivot and do something that you love or that you're really good at. That dollar amount plays into this ideal life. Yeah. When do you plan on retiring? When do you plan on stopping? Right? What, what is that number? Someone asked me recently, like, what do I plan on doing in retirement? I said, go to work. Um, I personally am not interested in retiring in the method that looks like not doing anything. I do. Doing less work, doing work that I choose to do, which I kind of feel like I do right now. It's a, a lot more of that. Yeah. So mapping that out. Then also, for a lot of people, we want financial freedom. What does financial freedom look like? How much is enough? 
And I think once you think these things through, they feel very aspirational. But if you write them down and you attach a dollar amount to them, you'll realize it's a little bit more realistic than you thought. Yeah. yeah we had a client who recently went on a, a, a rant with me about how he feels like he needs like $50 million. $100 million is what he said. It started at 100 million. We, then, we then got the 50 million. And um, I'm trying to figure out, all right, so tell me what you need the 50 for. And he's like, well, I want to buy a house here. I want to make sure my kids have this. And we added it all up. It was like under 5 million. Mind and, you, and what was actually needed. This particular client, for a lot of the things that he wanted to do, he's already done a portion yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, these big, just like how often do we t speak to someone who's like, yeah, my goal is to have a billion dollars or my goal is to be like super wealthy and insert the, the tens of millions of dollars that that requires. But to your point, 86% of the folks are going to be fine with less than 10, 10 million, million, a right? good percentage less than a million. And let's be clear about something, right? Like to really put this in perspective for the people who say they're good with less than $10 million, that's one time, Right. That's one time. Say you plan on living another 30 years, 10 million divided by 30 years, mm -hmm. 10 million divided by 30 years. 333,000. There you go. A year. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think of it a little differently. But I'm, but I'm saying like, I want it to grow. That's too. the, but we're not even there. Like the question that they're asking is you won the lottery. Yeah. Somebody dropped a lump, sum of money in your pocket. Mm. Now you have to make this money last. Thank you. For the rest of your life, because I imagine that you want to get this money and then live. You don't want to die shortly thereafter. Yeah. $333,000 a year. Yeah. Say you're a lawyer or a doctor. Say you work in real estate. Say you're a financial advisor. There's a lot of professions where that's pretty attainable. Good money. But people are doing it easily every day. That's that $10 million. That's your $10 million check. Mm, so you're saying if you can earn 300000 a year... It's the same thing as having $10 million. Dropped in your pocket one day. You don't think of it that way, though. No, but no one thinks of it that way. Yeah. But maybe we should. When we're thinking about how far away our ideal life is, maybe if you break it down, break it down to what you're doing, what you feel like you're missing out on, and how that's going to last you over a certain number of years, it feels a little bit more realistic. Yeah, we talk to pension folks a lot, too, P folks that have pensions. And it's like, yo, you're getting, let's say, 50 k a year for the next unlimited years if you live 40 years that's two million dollars that's not showing up on your balance sheet but mm -hmm. that's still yours that's something that's something you might think about life a little differently you're a millionaire or the person that makes that income you know you're a 10 millionaire seriously right so ways to think about like you know what this ideal life is not too too far off it's not impossible yeah. it's not i don't gotta go rob a bank you know what i mean i don't have to be one in a hundred million who's picked the right numbers necessarily. Yeah. I just got to know what my number looks like. And then I've got to figure out like what that means. Yeah. How okay. to get there. All right. I like where this is going. Okay. So we should talk about the theory of unlimited wants. Right. Right. And that's the group who's like, I want the hundred billion. Yeah. I want all the money. Whatever is that? Uh, 200 billion. Is that available? Did you say a trillion was on Yeah. There? Okay. I need a trillion. Truly. Right? And the reason why is because there's this theory of unlimited wants. I just, I just want the unlimited amount of all things. Yeah. Right. And that sounds like greed. For some people, that's just greedy, Speaking selfish. Of greed, you, do you watch that show, American Greed? There was Come this on. one guy, he robbed the IMDb in Malaysia. Yes. And just was buying ridiculous quantities of things. Correct. Like, why would you need all of that Joe stuff? Joe Lowe, 
That's his name. Yes. Joe Lowe. Real estate all over who's America. Who's now living on a yacht. Yeah, in Russia or somewhere. In the middle of, they don't know, but he, they know he's on a yacht. Yeah. That's why you need the yacht. That's not why I need the yacht. I only want fractional ownership. I just want four weeks a year. So we can catch you the other weeks. No. (laughs) (laughs) But the the theory of unlimited wants, right? These are the people who want the $100 billion. They want the max amount that's available, regardless of if it applies to their actual needs, their ideal life, their wants. And it feels selfish, right? It feels greedy. Like, for what? Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, right? And so when you think about, like, what if you actually got this money? And I talked about this earlier. What if you actually got $100 billion? I'm telling you right now, your outlook on life would be different. And it wouldn't be all good. You'd be paranoid. Yeah. You wouldn't know who you, who's your friend and who's not your friend. Yeah. It could ruin your life. It could ruin your life. You owe taxes. If you mess around and not pay these taxes, you're going to jail. Yeah, they take them out the top, but yeah. Okay, right. But say you don't. Say you run. Whatever the case is, yeah. if they don't take it. A lot of people are saying, ruin my life then. <laughs> Not really, because you're going to go to jail, and then you're going to have 456 uh, you know, million in the bank, or whatever the case is. Like You're going to go to jail and not have access to the money. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure that comes with it. There's a lot of unfamiliarity with this type of money. And so the things that you need to be doing, whether it's investing, which bank accounts they can go into, a lot of people don't know that any transaction over $10,000 is tracked by the government. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of that? Like Anything that you do over $10,000 in your bank is logged by the government. Mm-hmm. They're watching. So you're also worried about like trackers on your phone and Facebook privacy. Well, there is no privacy when you have $100 billion in the bank. So there's a lot of pressure that you don't think about. A lot of people don't know what to do with this unlimited amount of money. Yeah, and I think a lot of people also won't admit that their actual needs and wants are quite moderate. Correct. They don't quite require a billion dollar bill. Yeah. Alan just wants to go to Martha's Vineyard once a year. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but be, realistically, you went to the Bahamas earlier this year. Oh, you loved time. it. Oh, it's a good time. And you walked away saying, if I had, had a vacation home, I wouldn't mind having one in the Bahamas. I'd be good with that. Does that $100 billion? No, it's I, not. The house I want would cost a few million, but definitely not $100 million. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, there's a lot of pressure that comes with that, with this theory of unlimited wants. But for a lot of people, when they do throw out these big numbers, and this is the optimistic side of me the side that believes that there's good in all people a lot of it is tied to wanting to do something bigger wanting to have an impact on social change wanting to have an impact on their family wanting to have an impact on their culture you still don't need all that money you still don't need a hundred billion dollars you still don't need this theory of unlimited wants in order to be able to do that and i think the moment you really i don't want to say scale it back but honestly lean in to what you actually want to accomplish you'll then lock in on an actual number and it's probably more achievable it's probably way more achievable yeah i see where you're going with this you see where i'm going with? yeah we talk about this lottery this this lump sum of money i wish somebody just write me a check i wish somebody would just do this thing and then i could live my ideal life Mm. do you even know what your ideal life is yeah sit down and figure it out throw some dollar amounts next to it backtrack it yeah, you might be good. You might be on your way. You might be very, very close. Mm. And even if you're not very, very close, at least now, you went from dreaming to a strategy. Yeah. You've got a strategy now on how to get there. Now, you can call on some friends. You can call on a financial advisor. You can talk to your HR. You can figure out your career trajectory. But all these things will work together to get you there. I was speaking to a young man the other day. I mentor people in the community oh from God. time to time. Oh, my God. I'm a pillar. Like, a pillar. Put it like that. We'll leave it. Of salt. Of in the community. (laughs) 
I always take my time with the, the young this folk. Alan's lying. So, no, I do. But this this young man, I'm like, hey, so what, what kind of money do you want to make? And he's six like... Six figures. Six figures. Y'all love this exactly. number. Let me tell you something real quick. This is... Alan typically throws the shade, but I'm going to throw it this time. For you six-figure people, mm-hmm. more like that's your actual answer, just six figures, not a real number, we make fun of you. Alan and Tiffany make fun of people who respond to things with the answer six figures. $101,000 is very different from $900,000. Like mm-hmm. if you, I just want to make six figures, depending on where you live, you're poor. Like if you live in New York City and you make $101,000, you're going to have a difficult time. If you live in Utah and make $900,000 a year, it's very different. Like this arbitrary six yeah. figures. Well, he was on the arbitrary amount. But the so only that, thing I then, will, hold on, hold let on. me just give him one thing. He's a young kid. Yeah. For all young kids, the answer is six figures. Yeah. I'm talking about grown people who pay who pay taxes and got a mortgage. The answer cannot be six figures. A young kid who also has dropped out of college mm. and wants to make six figures, and he's okay. like, I'm "Like, okay, so how, how are you going to do that?" That's still very doable. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, all I have to do is make two hundred seventy-four dollars every day." That's that social media nonsense. All right, well, brother, y'all don't even want to work on Sundays and Saturdays, first of all. How are you going to do it, though? Right. And you're dropping out of college. I'm not saying you can't make money dropping out of college. You totally make plenty of money no, of not course. being a college graduate. But what I'm saying is then you're like, well, how? And it's like, oh, I'll just make it. Just yeah. $274 just every make day. It. But yeah. I, won't, I don't want to work late, and I don't want to oh. work on weekends. He then goes on to say I'm lazy. He wants to be a day trader, but he goes on to say I'm, I'm lazy. And because I'm lazy, I try to figure out ways to do things with the least amount of effort possible. Yeah, yeah I feel you. Um, Passive income. You want to become a criminal. And the reason why I say that is because you have to start with money. There, are, There's lots of ways to make passive income. Alan and I make a lot of passive income. We started with a lot of money. You cannot start with $55 and expect to daily make $273. Yeah, we didn't start with a lot of money. But we did. We created a lot of passive yeah, income. But it, you have to have money to make yeah, money. That's a fact. So we are talking about how to live your ideal life. Yes. What's your number to get you to your ideal life? I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. It's the pathway to Thank you so much for listening to the Momentum Advisors show. This is Sean King, founder and CEO of The North Star. If you want to hear more shows like this, featuring black and brown voices on the most important issues of the day, head over right now to thenorthstar.com to discover all the podcasts we have to offer. We have over 500 different episodes from six different podcast series, and they're all great. Check them out. So we're back. Yes. Talking about getting you to figuring out your number so that you can live your ideal life. Yeah. I I do have a little bit of an issue with this show. What's the issue? Share. You sound like the dude that's like, you know. All you need is $50. No, the dude that's like. (laughs) <laughs> like, what kind of man do you want? Well, what kind of man do you qualify for? Did you look no, at yourself? You got no, three kids. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying <laughs> not, not at all. If you, even in that regard, you have to know what type of man you want in order to find your ideal man. Like people are like, I just want my person. I just want to, I want this on my husband. You don't even know what you like. You don't have no standards. You like, you don't even no, but, know what you're into. But it's dudes out here that are trying to 
take women down a notch by yeah. saying you don't I'm qualify not. for that guy. I am saying you qualify. You I'm yeah. saying he's actually closer than you think, sis. Yeah. You just got to know what you're looking for. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it positively. Yeah. 100%. So now we've talked about all this money. We've talked about this ideal life. Does that mean we're saying money buys happiness? We know better than that. Is that what we're saying? The song says it. Yeah. Yeah. Which which song? Who is that? Um, yeah. Hold on. That's um, is that uh, <laughs> Ralph Tresman? Somebody in the nineties had a can't buy love, oh. can't buy happiness. Yes, that was that was Ralph Tresman. Ralph Tresman said True that. True love can wait. You see what Don't I'm you saying? Know that mo- yes, that was the Mo yeah. Money soundtrack. It was. Listen. Don't sleep on me. Yeah. Okay. See, Ralph Tresman told you that money can't buy happiness. <laughs> no, let's not be ridiculous, though, right? Like, there, money does buy happiness. Money does buy security, which leads to happiness, right? Like, you want to have enough food. You want to be able to pay your bills. You want to have a home. You want all your basic needs, but not even basic. You want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Being comfortable does make you happy. It's a start to making you happy. It's a foundation to making you happy. So I'm not one of these people who's like, listen, money can't buy happiness. It can. It, it can helps. buy comfort. It helps, right? But it's not the only it's not path the only to happiness, thing. that's for sure. It's not the only thing because we talked about you can get this $100 billion and be paranoid. Yeah, I can tell you, if you gave me the choice of giving me an extra $100,000 or giving me an extra 100 weeks of my childhood, I would take that. Easily. Here's an even better one. I, not to make you emotional, if I said, Alan, I can give you a $500,000 check today, mm-hmm. or I can extend the life of your parents for 10 years. Be healthy and healthy. Oh, easy. Parents. Easy. Yeah, easy. Easy. Yeah. Right? And so there's... And my parents might be upset with this. Listen. My parents are bracing me for death every day. All parents. Listen, yeah. I feel like all parents are doing this right now. All parents over the age of 65, y'all are wilding right yeah, now. Yeah, my, my parents are telling me how they're tired. Yeah. Giving me all the instructions. And then I'm like, uh, you're still here. Yeah. Uh, Mom, seriously, dad, I'm glad you're still here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my best friend works with someone who literally has tens of millions of dollars. Okay, I like this guy already. Early forties. Okay, has has achieved a lot professionally with a lot more to come, and is worth tens of millions of dollars liquid. Okay. Last year he had a health scare, thought he was going to die. Turns out he's straight. Did what okay. they need to do for him to be good. Okay. Literally, his answer to everything is, but I thought I was going to die last year. But you didn't. <laughs> right? Like, you, you, you didn't. And so, thinking about the ways, like, does money buy happiness? Here are some things to think about, right? Because okay. oftentimes, I think people, when people talk about money, you just automatically think they're greedy or they're selfish. Or y'all love throwing the word capitalist, even though if you live in this country yeah. a little bit. If you go to work bit. every day. If you invest in the market, you're a bit of a capitalist. Mm-hmm. Um, like they just think all these negative things. But as we mentioned earlier, a lot of people who wanted these large lump sums of money, oftentimes it's not for themselves. Like oftentimes it's for their families. It is for charity. It is for social justice. It is for a variety of different things. Yeah. Right. And so you feel like giving, having a contribution, leaving a legacy, having an impact, making the world a better place buys you happiness is the happiness that you're seeking. It's deeper than the actual dollars, mm-hmm. right? It's the overall end result. It's the goal. I want to eradicate homelessness, mm-hmm. right? I want all black boys and girls to go to school, go to college without student loan debt, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing that buys you happiness. It's a deeper goal that we quantify 
But like, you just want to have an impact. You want to see change in this world. Yeah. And for me, I just, I don't want to just give my money to white corporations Word. with the money. Like Word. that's what a lot of folks end up Because doing. say you had the dollars, say you had all the dollars, right? To do all the things and you just gave them the money. Do you think it's going to get done? Yeah, no. What I'm saying is like, as a you know, consumer, if I had all this money, I wouldn't want to also go out and just turn around and give it right outside of my yeah. community. But I guess what I'm saying is like, say for yeah. the person who's like, I want to eradicate homelessness. You got the money to do this. How do you actually do it? Like, with all the dollars, are you going to go all over the world and find all the homeless people and give them $100,000 to purchase an apartment and get on their feet? Because that doesn't necessarily eradicate homelessness. Homelessness can also be rooted in mental health issues. Mm -hmm. It can also be rooted in life trauma. Education. Education. And so you may be able to eradicate homeless in your neighborhood through things that don't cost money. Yeah. Right? And so it's understanding what actually makes you happy and yes a lot of these things do cost money they oftentimes don't cost the amount that you think it costs yeah like that there's also a cutoff point right like there's a ton of studies out there that show for the average person there is a cutoff point where money no longer increases their life satisfaction in the u.s that cutoff point is only one hundred and five thousand dollars of annual income is that true of annual income Five thousand people are six figures i get no happier six figures yeah. Right. I don't know. For, that's the average person in the United States, right? Like, and there are okay. so many different hierarchies or just income levels throughout this country, but so that that's averaging it out. So okay. somebody said thirty thousand, and somebody said a hundred billion, whatever okay. the case is. But there is a point where, like, you don't need no more money. Yeah, no, I agree with that's that. That's not cha- It's I not changing anything. Yeah. Right. So now you you can max out on happiness through money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fact. Right. And so that's that's why. Do you need all this extra money? Yeah. We watched another American Greed where this dude did a scam and then just bought a million cars Word. and like littered the neighborhood yeah. with cars. Like, yes, he. So you can't drive a one this car is, at a time. This is how you trifling because I do believe in owning multiple cars. He had all his money. He stole all his money, bought all these cars, but had them all out in the street. You don't want to buy a garage, a, a house large enough for all these cars. <laughs> you don't want to put them somewhere. They were literally just. All throughout the neighborhood, just lying in the street. And the way he got caught is the neighbors got so pissed that there were always so many cars outside that they called the police. Like, yo, something ain't right here. But your thinking ain't right. Like, I would. 30 phantoms, really? You know, and you don't want 30 garages? You don't want to yeah. put them somewhere? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So there yeah. comes a point where money cannot increase your level of happiness. Yeah, you can't have but so many homes. Word. And you can't you be can't in them but so many times. So many cars. Now, yes, I understand investment opportunities and, and maybe their investment properties. But again, we are thinking about how you get to living your ideal life. Yeah. Not This question is not about how much money can you make, how much money do you want sitting in the bank to actively live in your ideal life how much does it cost? Yeah. And it's not that far off. And I think, again, this question that this study asked was around winning the lottery. But seeing people's responses really made us think about things a little bit differently. Yeah. Because ultimately, what they found in all of these different studies is that people want to be comfortable, not extravagant. Mm-hmm. I think we want the option to be extravagant for a moment. Yeah. I want to ball out for Christmas. I want to be able to buy my kids everything they want for Christmas. When I go on vacation next summer, I want to do all the things. That's not an everyday thing. Yeah. And so there are numbers. There are real tangible numbers attached to these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, there's a woman that died at my church recently. And she she lived a modest life. She, she died in her apartment. And um, 
they found her like a couple days later. And I'm like, man, I wonder if she had a chance to take a nice vacation. Yeah. I wonder if she had a chance to, you know, I don't know, just have a, an experience that I think a lot of us take for granted. And I think when you're thinking about that ideal life, you know, I think it's also important to make sure your family members, your parents have a chance to see some of these things before they take off. Perfect example. A couple of months ago, I asked my mom, you, you see that I travel a lot. I don't know if you're interested in these things. Where's the one place you've always dreamed of going? Mm. Is there one place that you want to go that you've dreamed about? I know you've been a couple places. Mother's been out of the country, all those things. But where's the one place that's on your bucket list? She said Paris, right? And she threw it out there like she was like we were going to Mars. Mm. I said Paris. That's where you want to go? Yeah, I've always dreamed. I said one thing. If I ever wanted to go anywhere in this world, mm. right? My mother's seventy-two years old. She wants to go to Paris. I said, say less. Next spring, we'll go to Paris. Mm. You are a good daughter. I'm a good daughter, but like it, aside from that, it's tangible when you write it down, when you really sit with somebody and you think it through. You just sit with yourself. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Paris. I said, oh, first of all, I've been to Paris. I like Paris. We could do Paris. I said, next spring. Paris, Texas? Oh, my God. No. Okay. Paris, France. Okay. Right. We'll go to Paris next spring. Next thing you know, she's submitting her application for her passport. Mm. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? And, it's and not, you got to do it while she's able to do it too. Like yeah. don't push these things off. Cause when you're 90 years old, Paris hits a little differently. But I guess what I'm saying is like, do you ask yourself the question? Do you ask your family members the question? Like what's something you want to do? Yeah. Right. Like maybe you're the catalyst. If you're one of these people who are like, if I had all this money, I would do so many things for my family members. Have you ever asked them what they want? Yeah. Have you ever asked them what their dreams are? Bet money. It's not all the things that you think. Bet money doesn't cost $6 million per sibling. Yeah, your dad might be like, man, my daughter trying to make me go to Paris. Well, your <laughs> mom is like, yo, I can, that's my life dream. Seriously. Ask. You know what I mean? My father just wants to go to Baltimore and get some crab legs. He's good. Word is born. Yeah. That's it. I've asked my father this question, and it's always the same thing. Yeah. He's been on cruises. He's done all. Now, in his defense, they do have good crab legs in Baltimore. Word. Like really good crab legs. My father's got enough money to go get his own crab <laughs> You know what I mean? And I'm just saying, like, these are the questions that you have to ask yourself. These are the questions that you have to ask your family members because we allow ourselves to just overestimate and therefore disqualify ourselves from our own ideal life. Don't disqualify yourself. Yeah. Talk about it. Write it down. Figure out your number. And let's work to get there. Yeah, get it done. So that's it. it. I thought today was fun. Very special episode. Was it? I don't know if it felt special. Pulled on the heartstrings. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Won't happen again. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. <laughs> I'm Alan Boomer. And we're the Momentum Advisors. Momentum. Momentum.